Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hello, Susan. Hi, Guthrie. And uh, we, today we're we're uh, talking about something that's a little more in my neck of the woods. Though you certainly know a lot about heuristics, which is our topic. That you're yeah, you're gonna have to like define heuristics. That's such a weird word. I don't think anybody knows what it means. It's a dumb word. Um, Why is it a dumb word? I was writing a, I was writing a blog post yeah. about heuristics, just yeah. kind of explaining it. And um, I actually didn't know what a heuristic was for the longest time. You did or didn't know? I didn't. Like, yeah. like I understood the concept, but like it's such a so. Like if you think of something like um, some of the other. Okay, so like fear of loss, very straightforward, or like sunk cost, or even some of the like the more uh, technical terms. Well, I don't think sunk cost is. I think fear of loss is pretty. That's self-explanatory. I I don't think most people know what sunk cost is. Well, I'm just trying to think of some of the more scientificy terms. Um, but yeah, heuristics. It's just like such a. It's like Greek, but not really. You mean literally? Yeah, it's just like like the root just makes no sense. All right. So anyway, what do you mean by heuristics in this situation? I I just mean what a heuristic is. So which is what you got to define it. Um, you know, because in UX and usability, we talk about usability heuristics, and that's not is what you mean here, right? Yeah, sure it is. It's the same thing. It's that's the heuristics has a definition. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna clicky clack away. All right, clicky clack. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. What's the definition of heuristic? First of all, it is Greek, just like I said. Um. From heuristine, which means to find. Yeah. Yeah, to find what? Well, that that's that's just it's just Greek word to find. That's why it's not like 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 biology, right? Bio mean do being the the Greek root for life, okay. and ology meaning the study. So the study right, of life. So your heuristic so just means like find. It's like find. Yeah, it doesn't. It's dumb. Um, that's why it's so confusing. That's why I I I could never remember the name because it actually isn't a proper root. So it's. Uh, Wikipedia defines it as any approach to problem solving, learning, discovery, blah, 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 that employs a practical method not guaranteed to be optimal or perfect, but sufficient for immediate goals. And and I always, we always, in, in the field of usability, we always talked about rules of thumb. Yeah, I don't like that. That just confused that's a me really more. That's a really strange term anyway. And it's, yeah, I don't. So so these are practical things, not necessarily perfect, that you can use in order to evaluate or make decisions. Let me give you a better one. Yeah. Um, and this is from, uh, I'm not sure, this is it's from either behavioraleconomics.com. They cite uh, Daniel Kahneman's paper from 2003. I don't, I don't think that was a book. I think that was a paper. Yeah. Um, when did his book come out? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't. I'm looking on my bookshelf uh, Don't worry. Here. Don't worry. Okay. Don't, don't worry. So they define a heuristic as a cognitive shortcut, a process in which a person substitutes a difficult question with an easy one. And I I, I like that. That makes substitutes sense Substitutes a difficult question with an easy one. Yes. All right. So, so the topic today for our podcast episode is what the the behavioral science research on heuristics? No, I'm not even. Oh. I'm not just 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 like the idea of what is a heuristic. I'm not even oh. get the behavioral science of heuristics is like. I mean, that's a that's a dissertation. <laughs> that's that's not a. You haven't written that yet. Oh my god, no, no, and and that's that's like saying like, uh, what's like what's like the psychology of vision. We 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 did a we did a episode on the psychology of vision. 
or like the it, it just no but like what's like all the research about vision <laughs> it's like it's like you could do like peripheral vision or something small or like but it's just like so it's so huge all right would you read that definition again that yeah, last one though because I, 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 I didn't think it makes sense made sense oh it makes perfect sense to me what a cognitive shortcut yeah a process in which it really should be by which but i think whoever wrote this said in which a process in which a person substitutes a difficult question for an easy one. What does that even mean? Substitutes, you mean you put in a difficult question when you had an easy one? No, what? How? What? They substitute a difficult question. Look, it's poorly, okay, it's poorly worded. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just I'm just quoting what they I said. I want the heuristic of the heuristic. Can you give Don't us an me. example of a heuristic, please? A process fine of a, a process by which a person substitutes a difficult question with an easy with an easier question. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know what but, was confusing but about that. Why is Can you give an example? Uh no. I I will, but it's a long example, so you should well, say your points it's, first. Here, so it, all right. So here's what I'm getting out of that definition, which is, I don't know if I agree with that, but the idea what? is that you <laughs> you don't agree. With, that's the definition of a heuristic. Well, according to somebody. But then you. Then what would your definition be? I I already said it's kind of rules of thumb. But all right, let's just that take that definition. That, that so, is so vague. That doesn't mean anything. Well, neither does your definition. All right, so you have this idea that you have a difficult question, Yours and is instead just an of idiom, instead of answering the difficult question, you answer a simpler one. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Well, well, what good is that? It's it is a fundamental aspect of of human evolution. So this is something humans just tend to do. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. So here's let me give you the let me give you the. Uh, the, the, the first example. Heuristics can be both biological, or sorry, not biological. Um, heuristics can be both physical and mental. So there are shortcuts that we do when we're doing performing physical tasks and when we're performing more mental, mental thought okay. tasks. Okay. Um, so the best example is uh, you played sports, right? Uh, played sports uh, a really tiny bit. Yeah. Not very much. You ever catch a baseball? Uh, a softball. Sure. You, you, you ever watch like a little league softball game? Yes. Or, or a baseball game? Yes. Okay. So, so imagine there's a, the, 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 the outfielder in right field. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a pop-up off you know the 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 pitcher pitches the ball the batter hits it it goes to right field okay big high arcing okay so the question is where is the ball going to land and it's a difficult question so when the ball comes off the bat the way to get the correct calculation is to Roughly estimate the velocity of the ball when it's pitched. Roughly yeah, estimate the velocity. That is not what people do. Roughly estimate the velocity of the of the ball after it's hit off the bat. Uh, you have to, and then you calculate the angle uh, that the ball has been hit. Factor in, you know, wind, uh, air resistance, humidity, anything that would alter the ball's flight, spin, uh, and then so 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 once you see the ball off the bat you have to instantly calculate its trajectory. Then you, as the outfielder, you walk, you know, knowing the trajectory of the ball, you walk to where the ball is and stick yeah, your uh, glove up. Yeah, okay, you can stop because obviously that's not what we do. Yeah, it's a really, really, really hard question. And so if you were going to calculate it, right, that's how you calculate where the ball is. So humans do not have time or the mental capability to, ki- to make such a difficult calculation. Right. So we use a heuristic. Imagine you're going to catch a baseball, softball, that's that's high up in the air, right? Yeah. 
So stick yeah. your stick your hand out in front of you as if you're going to okay. catch it over your hand. I got it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If the ball look and, and look look like kind of straightforward. If the ball is under your glove as you hold your hand out, the it will fall it's going to fall in front of you. You need to run forward. If the ball is way over where your glove is, like directly overhead, you need to run backwards because the ball will be behind you. If the ball is and the same to the left and the same to the right. So the only the only th thing that you the only the, the only question that you need to answer is where is the ball in my horizon? It just has to be in front of my head where my glove is. And if it's one way or the other, I need to run and move until it's back in the correct angle of vision. And so to catch a baseball, humans don't calculate where the ball will land or where it's going to go. They just make, they use a heuristic, which is just keep the ball at the same point in the sky as you move. And as long as it's at the same point, eventually it will get to, to your glove. Okay, so, but here's something interesting. Uh, and it's interesting that you picked that example. Because, well, it's part, maybe it's not interesting. Maybe it's because we read the same stuff. But <laughs> on page 172 of the book, a hundred more things every designer needs to know about people written by me. Um, I have, I talk about this exact example because I talk about the concept of embodied cognition, mm -hmm. which embodied cognition is, is about, I, I didn't invent this example. And I, I don't know. think you invented. This I didn't example invented either. the example either. Yeah. It's a famous example. So, but people don't just think with their brain. The embodied cognition is the idea that people, quote, think with their bodies. And the one of the examples that is classic to talk about embodied cognition is the one you just described. So, it, and that, that this, actually happens you know you do you do these movements that you're describing and this you know checking on uh where is the you know where are you seeing the ball and then moving your body based on that that that's all happening unconsciously that you're using what's called kinematic information information about how things are changing over time in relation to your body Mm -hmm. And you're using that kinematic information unconsciously. Um, so you're using your body and information coming in from your and and you and your and you know information is coming in through your eyes, but also you're using your muscles and and so on in order to make decisions and put your body in the right place. Um, but the, these are two different. You're, these are two different things. You, you're you're not you're not a behavioral. Like you're you're a psychologist. So yes, we know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but and that's and that's all true. Like that's like that is part of a heuristic. But to, but wouldn't a heuristic imply that you'd have to be consciously thinking about it? No, of course not. Oh. No. 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 So, for example, um, they've done a lot of, lot of research on heuristics. So, there's a one of the heuristics is called, and I and I may be, I may be slightly simplifying this. So keep that in mind. Okay. Um, do you know um, Gerenzer and and uh, Gassmeyer? No. Uh, they're two. I don't even know. I, I'm assuming they're, they're behavioral economists. They've they've they wrote a number of papers, especially in the early 2000s and the late 2000s. Um, and their papers are. Uh, they're 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 
definitely more hardcore economic modeling than like the Ariely like let's set up an experiment. Yeah. So they they're really smart and their papers are I don't want to say dense cuz that that would imply that their writing style is boring, but like like they there's like a lot to chew on there. Okay. Um, anyways, so they uh they did a whole uh, they will have, have a whole paper called Heuristic Decision Making, which they wrote in 2011. And so they have, they, cr- they created a bunch of different models of how, of heuristics. And there's, you know, they, they model a bunch of them. Um, and one of them is called the Take the Best Heuristic. Okay. Okay. So, um... So, <laughs> so this is uh this is this is this is a uh, so I have I have in here from Figure One from their paper, yeah. Just 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 so you kind of understand where they're at. So Figure One, a competition. So they have like a little graph, a competition between take the best and three well-known learning algorithms, which is the nearest neighbor classifier, Quinlan's decision tree inclusion algorithm c4.5 and classification and regression tree c-a-r-t also including a greedy version of the take the best that orders cues by conditional validity instead of unconditional validity we won't go look for the paper mean predictive accuracy in cross-validation is plotted as a function of the sample you said it was dense we believe you yeah can Um, you uh can you give us the next sense the two tasks we're deciding which of two German cities has more inhabitants okay. and which of two mammal species lives longer on average? You know, I think I actually might know about their research now that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, you probably, right. you so, probably heard so of it. The, so the idea is that people use heuristics to make these decisions? Yeah, so the way the take the best works is... Um, and 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 I and I may butcher this just just a little bit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to. So, you have two alternatives, right? So if I give you two two German cities like Mainz and Bonn, okay? Yeah. I've been to one of those. Yeah. So so they do this with a bunch of people, and if I asked you which of those cities has more people, there is a correct way to determine that which is to think look about what you know look about the city on, on no you can't look it up you, you can't look it up right yeah well, think about what you know about about the city city and yeah. you know what what's the location and what's the history yeah. and okay yeah. for, from that what can i infer about the size and yeah and do they have a, do, a soccer team that i know about yeah okay blah, blah, blah. okay yeah the take the best um Basically, you you're forced to pick between two choices, and so you have a positive Q value, and so whatever feels the most positive to you, just pick that one. Yeah, and it's probably going to be the one that you're more familiar with. Yeah, um, and same with the mammals. Like, what of them just, you know, it seems to have a higher value than the other one. And you don't think about why or you don't try to you do any calculations. It's so just, you just go with what feels the best. Yeah, and that's an oversimplification. And I don't want to say that it's, I don't want to call it like a gut, but it's just like, um, you have two. This one I think is higher. Pick that one. And, and that's just it. And what's this called? Take the best heuristic. So, so these heuristic. So, all right. And well, the bottom line is the take the best yeah. had much higher accuracy rates than any of the other, uh, alg- you know, algorithms that they could put together to to figure out. So it's uh, all right. Can we just can as we an example back up a little bit? Yeah, because it sounds to me like you know. I mean, we've. I think we've talked in other episodes about cognitive biases, haven't we? 
Yeah, uh, cognitive biases being a... I actually, I don't really like it. I don't like the term. Yeah. It's overly complicated. It's basically all the weird, dumb stuff that humans do because we're complicated mammals. But in a way, but in a way, you could say that a, we we make some of the decisions we make, and we we use cognitive biases because we're trying to simplify the world around us. And and with a cognitive bias, the assumption is that it, these these thought processes we go through uh, can result in us making poor decisions because we're trying to simplify things. And to me, it almost seems like a heuristic is a similar thing, except it's describing the things that we do that instead of making us go awry, which is what a cognitive bias does, these are simplifications that actually work and 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 make it more likely that we're going to make a better decision. Correct. Yeah, well, I mean, and and the there's a there's a very good biological reason why we use heuristics. Um which is what which is that you know, human biology is looking for the simplest quickest way to get good enough. Like when you take a step it's not always perfect. That's why humans can't shoot, you know, a hundred out of a hundred, you know, three pointers. Of We're not robots. Like there's variation. Um, and part of that is just because our biology is not perfect. But the other part of it is just because the processes that we go about our lives are designed to be simple because simple is efficient and it's good enough. The, what When thing, things that things get interesting when heuristics are better than doing long-form thinking. And and this is part of a bigger trend, I think, that we have maybe as humans, where we assume that our cognitive, rational thoughts are somehow better, like that we're more accurate when we think about a problem, right? That we're you know uh, that, that our conscious calculations will be better than our quick and always a thousand opinion. times you know right like like anything we do consciously is inherently better than things that that are that are quicker and faster and, and you're saying heuristics actually shows us that that's not necessarily true oh there are many many situations in which using a heuristic is far more accurate than trying to do the long plot. And um, so, so like Malcolm Gladwell talks a lot about heuristics uh, and, and Ariely does too, when it comes to like economic, I, I guess you can say economic modeling. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to calculate, you know, why do people, let's say like vote for Hillary Clinton, right? Um, and you're trying to figure out, you, you're looking at a neighborhood and you're trying to predict who's going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Uh, in this in this most recent election. And so, you know, you put together your economic model where you have, you know, the the age and the location and where they went to college and, you know, uh, what, you know what, what's their income and where were they raised and how many kids do they have, right? And all this, you know, demographic information. Are they a recent voter? Blah, blah, blah. And you put it all into this big, huge model, right? And it's, you know, it's super complicated and blah, blah, blah. And you come up with a reasonable prediction of if someone is going to vote for Hillary Clinton in the upcoming election. Okay. And the heuristic would be, very simply, um, like... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, of, a, of a very of a, of a good example. Uh, a heuristic might be um, how much how, how full is their recycling bin? Right? So, so that and, the, and that is that is the heuristic, which is No, you're not saying that that's actually I'm not saying that's accurate. accurate. That's, that's, that's like but, an example. But you're right? saying that's an example of coming up with a heuristic yeah. rather than the complicated yeah, so the, so so the, you have the complicated supermodel, which is all this stuff, and then you just have this one simple predictor, and 
And time and time again, they've done a lot. Of, people have done studies about heuristics, looking at complicated models, um, and then using a simple heuristic. And oftentimes, using a simple heuristic is actually much more accurate than using the complicated model. So it's possible that you could get far higher, higher, you know, uh, rates um, in in certain situations if you just it, just by looking at this one factor, you know, do people recycle, right? And that and that's and because they're so because people recycling and voting for Hillary Clinton is so strongly correlated um, that 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 all the other stuff is is just kind of ancillary. And you're wasting your time. Um, and so, so it convolutes so things. That this is very interesting because doesn't this argue then again? You know, because the thing, the thing these days, right, is big data, right? Collect yeah. these gigantic amounts of data and analyze them, right? To doing all of this analysis and parsing in order to glean insights and maybe which I'm sure is I mean I'm assuming it's useful because a lot of companies and people are doing it but you're saying maybe we'd be better off sometimes at least just not doing all that stuff I mean I think you should always have as much data as you can possibly have but but maybe when you're doing your analysis, there's there's an argument to be made that instead of trying to have very complex systems that you know seventeen different data points and tracking this indicator and leading you know lead indicator that and you know it, it's possible to have that 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 you might get better results by using simple like for like so for example. Like, what's the chance that someone's going to be a, a repeat customer? Yeah. And, you know, so you have, like, your all these different things and the time they had on the page and the cl this click and then that click and the product segmentation, blah, blah, blah. And maybe the maybe all you have to look at is days since last order. And, that, and that's, really, like, the yeah. perfect indicator. So, okay. But people simpler. are really going to resist this. Don't you think? Um, yeah, I mean, the, there's a back and forth, but I mean, there's a whole, um, uh, there, there's, I mean, there, it, it's not a small body of research. I mean, there is a lot of people, and this, I think this really kind of crested, at least in the um, in econ world, you know, a couple, five, five years ago, maybe. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people who have written a lot of papers uh, uh, about, about heuristics. Um, You're doing the clickety-clack thing. Yeah, right? you know, uh Yes. Oh, yeah. So, you know, hey, Jacob Nielsen, who you may or may not be a fan of, you know, he, I I'm seeing here he wrote he wrote um, a paper called Ten Usability not paper well, but like Ten Usability Heuristics for User Interface Design. Yeah, I told in you that. 1995. I I understand. Believe me, I know that. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the field of usability and user experience, we've had heuristics for a long time. But I don't know that... I mean, my feeling about it is that those were identified not as a way, not as a counter to having large amounts of data, but rather because there weren't were not a large amount of data and we were just trying to he was trying to get out the idea that see i think that that in that sense the heuristics is used for instance not to predict behavior but to to say um, here are some you know you should think about whether a product is usable and here is 10 questions to ask yourself and these 10 questions will then tell you whether the product is usable. That's how he was using that, so, that heuristic. Um, so Gerd uh, Gerziner, Ger Gigerziner? I don't I, know. I can't Whatever. Spell his last name. Okay. I'm sorry, Gerd. I apologize. Um, so he he's done a lot of stuff on he's he's he was the the guy the paper I just did with the take the best. Yeah. Um, 
and so there's the recognition heuristic which is like take which is kind of like take the best but it's a little different um and so his his theory is that there's it's a call it's called an adaptive toolbox so individuals and organizations too they kind of rely on heuristics in an adaptive way um so ignoring part of the information when it comes specifically when it comes to making a decision rather than weighing all the options can actually lead to more accurate decisions that's that's kind of like the big you know that's kind of like the but i would think you could you could abuse that too I mean abuse. I mean it's there's not there's no there's no abuse. It's just like you're just people people are just trying to come up with the best decisions. And you know, there are a bunch of different ways that people and organizations come up with decisions and make decisions. Um and I guess I guess it's not as maybe it's not as popular as I thought. I mean it's mostly like Kahneman and Tversky again. Um well, I think you're fighting the, I think the trend, I think you, you, know, you mentioned the fact that we, we think that our conscious decisions um, and uh, based on the data and as much data as we can get, you know, we, we just assume that's going to be better. A, a lot of people assume in a lot of situations that all of that data is going to be better than any of the the heuristics i we i don't think we trust of uh, course we don't, I don't trust think we trust our own unconscious and no. and a lot of times are the, the i mean we, you know it's a problem though because because of all that cognitive bias stuff we're kind of being taught not to trust you know we're being taught that these unconscious um tendencies are are gonna lead us astray that they're you know they're they're gonna give us the wrong decision and i think there's been a lot more written at least you know if you think about like you know dan ariely's books predictably irrational and you think about yeah. kahneman's book you know that's basically about all the ways we make mistakes so i mean a big a big uh, i mean so because because when you're when you're again economics is different you know it's different than psychology because economists are trying to predict what people will do and so really behavioral economics has really become the science of why are people stupid and not doing the things that would make sense you know that's that's like the that's kind of what it's turned into and so heuristics is just like a way to explain strange human behavior where humans, so so um, the whole, I think it was actually really, it was first kind of put forward by Herbert A. Simon. Yeah. Um, so he, he, I mean, that was back in the 70s. And so I don't, I haven't read a lot of his papers because they're just, it's, that, you know, he invented the idea, but he didn't, he didn't make it popular, if that makes sense in a certain mm-hmm. way. Um, and so he, he came up with the, he coined the term, um, satisficing. Mm-hmm. I which, love that term. Yeah, I do too. It, it kind of, it's kind of not used anymore. Um, but maybe it, but so, so the, the idea is that, um, people, if you're, I mean, and he was coming from, uh, from the economics perspective from the fifties, where there was an assumption that people do what's best for them. And so if there's $5 on the ground, you pick up the $5 because having $5 is better than not having $5, right? Yeah. There's like this inherent assumption that people make decisions in their own interest because otherwise, like how does economics as a field work if people are just bumbling around, like make doing things randomly? Like it's, it's a very boring field of research. Um, but of course, there's all these times where people don't optimize and so they do what he called satisficing, which is, I'm going to do what's best for me until it's good enough, and then I'm going to stop, <laughs> right? So it's a combination of, like, I'm satisfied, uh, and, and like, um, it, it's, yeah, so, so... Isn't it, it's a combination of the words satisfy and suffice. Yes, yes. So, 
So people seek solutions or accept judgments that are good enough for their purposes. But like, just because it's good enough doesn't mean it's actually optimized. And so if, if you're going on the idea that, well, people should optimize for what's best for them um, and like what's best for they uh, for their situation and their lives, like you would imagine that they would do what's best. But of course, that's not what people do. They they kind of go, yeah, OK, you know, I did I did some. And now I'm stopping. Um, and and so that was part of the idea. But of course, uh, that's just part of the larger that that's really part of the larger kind of general heuristic thing, which which I mean, I guess you could call like human laziness in some way or human efficiency, um, which is we're not designed to get optimal outcomes. We're designed to get op like optimally efficient outcomes. And efficiency, hmm. just because it's efficient, doesn't mean it's optimal. Um, and so, 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 you know, part and, and that's and part of this is, you know, so I, I came up with like my whole. Uh, I have my A minus A plus work. Um, yeah, blog which, post. Yeah, I know. Which I think we talked about, didn't we, on an episode? Uh, it's possible we did. It's and possible we didn't. Actually, I don't remember. I'll take a look. And so that's based on this same. Yeah, idea, we did. Right? We, episode thirty-seven, A plus A minus, and. And so, yeah, again, the, the quick idea is that uh, you'll be a th way, way, way more productive if um, you do most of your work in A minus, which is good, but not perfect. And then just move on and just go, like, go, 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 go. And then know when to do A plus work, which is time doesn't matter. I just need to do as best as work as possible. And that, that, that'll maximize both your quality and your efficiency. Um, and so, so you know, that's 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 kind of part of the whole idea of us humans. You know, we're designed to be efficient, so we should be operating in efficiency mode as often as possible. And it also is the same with System One, System Two, which is how Daniel Daniel Kahneman um, kind of put everything together. Which is we we walk around in System One mode, which is efficient, 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 heuristic, heuristic, heuristic. Um, shortcut, 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 uh, and it's and 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 we can go into system two, which is thought out, long form, you know, complete. But we don't like it, um, and and sometimes, you know, it mucks it mucks things up. Don't you think though that this is a. <sighs> In terms of business and computers and technology, wouldn't we end up with... Uh, yeah, I'm really torn here. I mean, I get it. I absolutely get it. Um, and be, you know I'm a huge proponent of unconscious mental processing. And, I mean, that's just the way we are. And it's not... I don't think it's a bad thing. Obviously, it leads to some interesting paradoxes or errors. Or vulnerabilities, but most of the time it keeps us alive. And, uh, you know, like you said, it keeps us going efficiently. Um, but, but wouldn't this argue for, for instance, you know, producing products and services that are just kind of okay and not, not great? Because, you know, we don't need to go the extra mile and we just need to satisfy people. We don't need to satisfy them. And so we don't have to, you know, do the best work and make it make a wonderful user experience or know that well who our uh, audience is or design that much for you know, optimizing for that audience. You, you know what I'm saying? Won't we end up like, I, which maybe we do, you know, we end up with like kind of products that are okay, but far from perfect. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we tend to do that. Though that's, I think you're conflating a couple things. I mean, yeah. just because we're trying, I mean, I, the argument I think for heuristics is that we try to make them perfect, and in doing so, um, 
fail. And and so maybe we'd be better off just trying to do I mean that that is literally the agile process. <laughs> is that we're trying to make things perfect. And it's we can't. So it's better to do lean, fast, small, efficient. Um, and, and you'll actually get better results. That's, that's the theory of this. But it's like everything. Sometimes, sometimes using being efficient gets you better results. And sometimes doing a good job gets you better results. It's not, you know, there are, there are, there are dangers on both sides. And, you, and you'll need a heuristic to figure out when to use which. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I guess so. So yeah, so there are there are a, a list of theorized psychological heuristics. I mean, heuristics re really, um, basically, it's the the complicated thing is that there needs there's no common term. So you you say cognitive biases. Yeah. Those are also heuristics. And they're also, you know, it's just like all of like, it's just like this like catch all for weird stuff humans do. Right. So like, so like Wikipedia has as like well-known heuristics as anchoring availability. Um, oh, that's the same as their cognitive bias list. I, they're just right. So like, it, like they're, they're often kind of similar. Hmm. You know, um, yeah, yeah they're, they're very. That's really uh, interesting. I but I but interesting. Don't you think? Well, it is because I think <laughs> if you want to talk to about it in a way that makes it look positive, call it a heuristic. Yeah, except I hate that term. You don't like the term heuristic? I I love the idea. I think heuristic is dumb. It's well, you didn't like the term cognitive bias either. Yeah, well, heuristic, again, it's just Greek for find or discover. Like, it needs to be, um, hold on. Uh, uh, so let's, let's try, uh, where's, where's the L's? Where's You're going to make up a new term? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, really, it should be like, let's see, the Latin word for shortcut. Atajo, no. That's horrible. Um, let's let's go let's go Greek. I thought heuristic was Greek. Heuristic is. Oh, it's because I was translating it into Spanish. Mm. <laughs> that, I was like I was like that doesn't look very. Oh, uh, okay. I need to. Ah, oh, there we go. Uh, except I don't want I want I want. Uh, do they have ancient Greek? Let's do okay. Let's do Latin. Hold on. This is riveting audio. <laughs> ah, okay. Brevis. Brevis what? is not bad. So Brevis, like brief. Yes. Uh. So so you could call it um. Uh. Uh. So, so what's what's cognitive? Uh, I need I need a, a Greek uh, pronoun, right? Or it's like it's like um, you're looking for a better term than heuristic. Yes. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. So I need like um, and and hmm. I don't know. Uh, you're talking about a term for the whole idea of heuristics or for a particular heuristic? Um, like a term for heuristics in general. Yeah. And you think that you're going to find something better than the word heuristic? Yeah. Because you don't I like the word heuristic because nobody knows what it means? Yes. 
hmm. basically. Um, oh, okay. Uh, that's not image log. Mm. 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 Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I understand. I mean, now that we've been talking about heuristic, I think the word is fine. But when we started, I didn't. So apparently. So, so what, why would you call it a cognitive bias? What is, what does that even mean? Cause that's a good, cause question. that's not, okay. Cause let's just get to, let's get to the, to the bottom of it. Okay. Which is what? Uh, so, so it's a, it's, it's a mental. I like, I like, uh, do you like mental or cognitive? Cognitive, but that's cause I'm a cognitive psychologist. I wouldn't call myself a mental psychologist, although maybe I should. Relate, Cognos, so, you know, knowledge. Yeah, right? but this is not, see, that's, see, I don't like that. Why? Maybe we should just call it Cognos. To learn. It's like, it's like, it's like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know what we're going to call this. Maybe we need to have a, well, we'll a heuristic contest. Okay. All right. Anyways, so that was heuristics. We'll, we'll do some thinking about a better, I mean, we're going to use heuristics because that's what everyone else is using, but I hope someone else Get, comes up with a catch-all that can, can that can combine cognitive biases, heuristics, all these all these like terms into into one one thing, and not have it be either positive or negative. Correct. Just 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 as a as a as a catch-all phrase to determine the weird stuff that humans do that causes interesting byproducts in our decision-making and faculties and the way we go about our lives. But in general, you're a fan. A fan? Yeah. Of what? Of people using this thing that used to be called a heuristic. It still is called a heuristic. Everyone's going to, I, it's, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fan nor not a fan. It's, it's just, it's a thing. It's an idea. It, I, it, it's, I think it's a cool idea. It's, I, it's not, I don't think you can be like pro or against. I guess, I guess there are, I am pro studying heuristics, if, if, you, if that makes sense. Do you think people can learn to, to be better at applying heuristics to making decisions? Yes. Yes. Do you um, think that when can you're be setting up trained? Your, well, see, the thing is, especially when you got to talk about heuristics, both in terms of the quick second decision I am making personally, but also um, organizations make. There's mm-hmm. there's a whole there's a whole science of setting up how an organization makes decisions, or even how you yourself what, what the decision making process is. And I think people should put a lot of thought into how they make decisions um, and what their process is, both on a personal level and an organizational level, and. Using heuristics, I think, can be a valuable tool to. to Although, kind of ironic, if you're gonna, if you're gonna set up a systematic, conscious way to use a a non-conscious shortcut. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, anyways, uh, and I think that you can actually learn a lot about heuristics um, through. Uh, also, uh, it, it's, it's very useful when it comes to programming artificial intelligence. Um, so yeah, they're using a lot yeah, of these definitely. algorithms. And that's what, like, yeah, Gissimer and, and, and uh, GERD, Mr. Uh, GERD, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, they're like, like they're, they're coming up with, it's, it's a, it's algorithmically based so that you can code it and programming it. And so it makes a lot of sense to use in. Um, uh, uh, in artificial intelligence, because I mean, hey, biology has a lot of tricks and tips up its sleeve that but we that's humans really, use. But that's really interesting because, really, how, how would hmm hmm? So they're programming some of these shortcut decision-making things into the artificial intelligence. Although some of them, like when, you know, when you were giving the example of which city is the largest, right? Mm -hmm. Some of this is based on 
humans feeling that something is familiar or feeling that they know because because you know there's a lot been written a lot and a fair amount of research on the idea that people not only have knowledge but then they they can rate how accurate they think their knowledge is you know and you have a memory and then you can rate how accurate you think the memory is and so because you were talking about you know heuristic that was based on something feeling familiar right yeah and i don't and i i don't know enough you couldn't about program every... that in could you yeah of course sure how would you program in a feeling of familiarity in a machine um so you run a simple there's so so you've run a simple check on a database and whatever option has more queries you go with that you don't you don't you you don't oh, analyze the queries for their oh, quality you you simply for the, for, for the familiarity oh. um and 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 then based on that you you would just you know so so there are yeah there, there's so this works like well when you're developing ai some of these mm -hmm. all of these mm -hmm. Mm. It's it's certainly an interesting thing to think about. Uh, I I am so far away from developing AI as a programmer. I I, I can't say. I mean, it's it's very very complicated. So, um, I, I I I can't. I mean, it's it's. I'm sure it's useful in coming up with various algorithms. But you know, I'm not I'm not going to pretend that I know enough about you know. Um, exactly how how useful or, or, or not it would be. Because then we're almost getting into... It's, it's interesting. You know, we think about feelings, right? Uh, something feels good, something feels bad, something feels right, something feels doesn't, something feels familiar, something feels unfamiliar. Um, and we think of that as you know being a very human thing right to have these emotional reactions uh and so one thinks about artificial intelligence is not going to have those emotional reactions because machines aren't going to feel the way humans do well, it's all about programming the whole point of neural networks and artificial intelligence programming is that we are programming machines to uh, to process information the way humans process it and because it's in, in incredibly efficient and you get really good results through bio you know through the brain i mean there's as far as we know the human brain is the most complex apparatus in the entire universe um, so there's there's really good reasons to use the brain uh, to, to to get some tips and tricks from the brain uh, to, to, to get more efficient um, computing uh, power, I, w I would say. Um, so, but you yeah. don't need the, but you don't need, you know, like with humans, okay, uh, there's certain kinds of thinking that uses up all the glucose in the brain really fast. And so if you do too much of that, then the human, you know, can't keep going. But... Although it might be good, nice to have a machine that's more efficient than less efficient, it doesn't. It's not going to have the same constraints as the humans do if when it comes to. Well, let me give you an example. Uh, let me give you an example. So that that while well, that yes, that is true. Uh, programmers are always trying to make machines more efficient, and there may be ways that that machines can do things more efficiently than humans. But there are two parts of AI. The first is it being smarter than us, right? So so. Like we're trying, I'm trying to develop an AI that can write, that, that can code software, you know, automatically. And so in, in that situation, I just, I wanted to be better than humans. I want to just be able to make the best software as fast as possible. Um, but there are also situations in AI in which the AI, you're trying to have the AI mimic a human, right? So if I'm trying to make like a chat bot, yeah. I don't want my chat bot to feel like a computer i want my chatbot to feel like a human yeah and so it's so per perhaps understanding how humans think uh and some of the shortcuts that they take would lead to more human-like responses by this chatbot so there i mean there are there are various ai mm. applications in which you don't want the ai to be efficient you want the ai to be like a human um 
So, you know, it, where 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 you want to artificially perhaps constrain it to come up with that to to come to better outcomes. Um, but also, hey, uh, AI is <laughs> uh, it's a lot of supercomputers. So if you can if you can scale down, I mean, you're 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 saving a lot of time. But again, I'm not I'm not an expert. So. Any other thoughts? I'm really fascinated by this. I'm glad you brought this up. And okay, I haven't really good. thought, I mean, I'm I'm aware of heuristics. I'm aware of some of the research on it, but I haven't really given it a lot of thought, especially as to this, this idea that, you know, it's it, cognitive bias is. Yeah, it's all it's all like the same. It's kind all the of same thing, same and that is not necessarily a negative thing. And I, I also tend to think of open your open your eyes to the world. Yeah, economics. a little bit because I tend to think of you know cognitive bias as, you know, like we we teach in some of our workshops. We taught a workshop together in Stockholm not too long ago, in which we taught about different cognitive biases, right? And did little experiments and showed them the cognitive biases that were that were that everyone was using, uh, and 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 I have usually approached that as look, this is what people tend to do, and so if you're designing a product or service or an interaction with a human. You know, you need to know this is what people are going to tend to do. And sometimes that might be a good thing, and sometimes it might be a bad thing, and it might be good for you, but bad for them, or vice versa. Um, but basically, my feeling has been, my my impression has been from the research that, although you may know about these, you, you can't do anything, you know, they're, they're, they're essentially problems and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, like just because I know that what anchoring is and that, that humans tend to anchor on a number and that may or may not be a good thing doesn't mean that, that I am any less susceptible or vulnerable because I know about it. Um, but now that you've been brought this up this way and talked about the idea of, you know, human decision making possibly being more efficient with certain heuristics, and that you could set this up in an organization, you know, you could look at the process by which decisions are made. Now I'm beginning to think that for some of this, at least, you could, you could actually, you know, get people to, in certain situations, apply a particular heuristic. And so, kind of consciously use the unconscious which is I hadn't thought about it before hmm. so now Your brain's gonna, a weapon use yeah. it <laughs> now 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 I have to rethink everything I know Guffrey mm. what have you done yeah I know well it's a fun it's a fascinating world out there no I think that's interesting I'm gonna have to think about this some more and about uh uh and I know you're writing about this stuff, right? They're trying to. Yeah, I may need to. Uh, I may need to think about this some more. This might be a. There might be a workshop or a keynote talk, uh, uh, bubbling, hmm? bubbling to the surface of my brain. We'll see if anyone wants to. Pay us to hear it. Um. Well, it might be worth something. It might be a value. To take some of these and say, "Hey, that's why." You, but you got to figure out a different word than heuristic. No one's <sighs> going to figure out what it means. It's too hard. That's 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 part of the problem. So, like cognitive bias, I think at least people can wrap wrap. They, like they may not understand it, but they know what co cognitive yeah. brain something bias, right? Like, oh, like I'm biased against like yeah. you know, like the KKK is biased against black people. Like they have like some sort of like understanding of what the words mean. And you and you can spell it i can spell heuristic i know but i think some people have a problem with i'm it. not sure i can spell cognitive <laughs> so. i can spell cognitive all right i'm gonna work on thinking up a new name if any of the people listening have a better name i think they should write in and tell us yep and uh thank you guthrie for giving us giving me at least something to really think about and if 
uh, if people want to reach us and write and give it and send us a term they think we should use instead of heuristic, they can reach us at where Guthrie? info at the teamw.com. Yeah. And uh, if you have ideas for podcast episodes, you can email us at that same address. Uh, and I w- always ask people, if you think our podcast is interesting, please share it, like it, tell other people about it so we can uh, keep keep the, getting the word out. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.